And welcome back to the Divorce Solutions Podcast, everyone. I'm Jamie West from Divorce.com, along with Tracy Miller, veteran family law expert. Tracy, uh, good to have you back. Nice to uh, talk to you again. Thanks. Great to be back. You know, we're having uh, we're having a good time with this um, with this Divorce Solutions Podcast. We're getting lots of feedback and lots of downloads. And I want to remind everybody to uh, like us and and subscribe and and spread it around. By all means, uh, link these things up and share them with uh, people that you think could uh, benefit from the uh, information that we share here on Divorce Solutions. Tracy, today we're going to talk um, we're going to talk about child support. We've talked about support before on the show, but we're going to talk about it in the context of adjustments. So what happens is, um, you know, our incomes change and then people start to want to fight about, ah, you know, the ex got a big raise. So I want, you know, I'm the person receiving child support. So I want more. And um, that's a bit of a process. But let's let's get into that and talk about sort of the mentality of parents when it comes to child support and why that mentality sometimes goes off the rails? Well, I think it starts with, um, I've certainly had clients say that, you know, why should I be making more money? I'm just going to have to pay more money in support. And um, I think it's a real concern for some people how much they're going to have to pay. But if you really take a look at it, the amount of child support you're going to have to pay by way of an increase. When you get an increase in your salary, usually it's not even comparable, right? So when we were going to do this podcast, I thought I just would go on my support calculator, not the software we have, the one we use, uh, the lawyers use. This is the one you can access online, my support calculator. Okay. If you put in, I just did it the, I did it this afternoon. It takes like five, 10 minutes to do this. And it's a free app. You go on. So you can put in your kids, you put in their ages, and you put in the incomes. And it'll tell you what the child support payment is. Simple as that, right? So I put it in at 80000 for two kids. And the child support it comes up with is 1211 And then I put it in at 90000 And the child support goes up to 1351 right? Yeah. So... You get a $10,000 gross increase in income. It's 146 bucks a month, the change in child support. So even if I take the 10000 and look at it and think, okay, well, you're going to have to pay income tax on it. Let's ballpark it and say you take home 7000 if you make ten, because the government's taking their chunk. You're still making that kind of an increase in your own income, so your own living situation. And the 146 bucks a month times 12 is seventeen fifty. So you're still miles ahead, right? So people sure. really get caught up in, in thinking, I shouldn't have to pay more support. But when you look at, and I think people that do this type of work think, well, if your income's gone up that much, yes, there's going to be an income in child support, but it's not going to be much compared to the money you've got left at the end of the day as a result of your increase, right? Right. You're still way ahead. And here's the thing yeah. about it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this right out there. It comes down to the way people think about these things. First of all, the first mistake that most people make, most uh, exes make, is they think that the money, the child support money, they think I'm I'm paying my ex the money. Yeah. If you're the payer, you're paying your kids the money. The yeah. the, the law is very clear, and and uh, you know people have to understand, child support is the right of the children. It's it's not spousal support. So it's the children's right to, to support. So there's, there's really, 
you got to get it through your heads, folks, that that's what it is. And you've got to get to a point of acceptance. And you just made the greatest point of all. You know what? 150 bucks uh, maybe is the increase. But your, but the overall in child support, but the overall increase that you've received nets you seven grand. Yeah. It's a no brainer, but it's all down to, it's all down to how exes view each other once the marriage is over. And, you know, again, that's probably not a job for a lawyer. It's a job for a therapist to work on, (laughs) right? With people. But, Often you guys are asked to sort of play amateur therapist too. Well, I think it, yes and no. I, I'm a huge advocate for people to get therapy and to, and you said that before. I mean, oh. investing in counseling when you separate because it's so traumatic for people. I absolutely. Think is a, it's an awesome idea. But with child support, you're absolutely right. People need to understand that you're expected to, you're required to contribute to your kids financial needs in accordance with your ability to do so not i don't want to pay it to my ex or she's going to blow it or he's going to you're you make this much money and your kids are entitled to benefit simple as that that's where the discussion ends right but if you get into well i don't want to pay it to her or if i had the kids it wouldn't cost me that much to raise them or you know i want to know where he's going to spend it that's not going to happen for a whole lot of reasons, because I think primarily because child support is a, an amount you pay, and then it's clear and it's enforceable. If you had to get into sending receipts back and forth, and then you were going to decide whether you thought your ex should have spent that money for groceries on the kids or not, oh my God, this would just be a quagmire. Like it would just be totally unmanageable. The, the, the one area where family law, the family law system, I think kind of works because I, you know, I don't, I don't hide the fact that my view is that the system does not work for the most part. Um, you may disagree with that and that's, that's okay. You, you work in the system. I'm saying when I say the system doesn't work, I'm talking about the system. I'm not talking about individual uh, lawyers or uh, judges mm-hmm. or, you know, mediators who care very much about outcomes and care very much about the people that are involved because I've, I've seen that I've seen some idiots as well in the system, but for the most part, most of the people that are involved in the system care very much about their clients and the families. And that includes judges and lawyers and everybody else involved. But what I'm, what I'm saying is that the the system only works by the statutes that it's, that it operates under and they're in black and white and they don't, they don't consider real life variants um, to any large degree, but when it comes to the financial thing, it works pretty well because it's it's a simple table, it's simple math. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, you punch your income in here, she punches her income in there. Um, you, you enter into the database, you know how many kids, what their ages are, yep. who's living with who, and it spits out a number. And it spits out a number. It couldn't be any. It could not be any easier. And, and it, and it used it. to be it used to be so complicated again dating myself I'll, before the I'll child bet. support guidelines came in. Can't imagine. Oh my god, and you had to go through financial statements and you had to go through line items on budgets and if the mortgage is $2000 a month, how much do we a percentage do we attribute to your kids and we're going to add it all up and that's how what we're going to figure out how much your monthly contribution has to be for the kids. So, I mean the child support guidelines incredibly simplified this situation. 
And, and it's, you know, there was a judge in Kitchener um, and I can still hear him saying, you earn it, you owe it. Simple yeah, as that. That's, yeah. that's where the discussion is going to end. Right. But I think for people trying to resolve these issues, I think the better discussion, if they want to have a discussion about what people can afford, and what they can't is when people go to the trouble and they figure out, okay, here's my gross income. When I take off income tax, CPP, everything the government's taken, whether I like it or not, here's what I end up taking home every month. Here's my rent, my mortgage, the basic bills I have to pay. Here's what I've got left, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's persuasive if you have a conversation with people about, and it's more often than not, it's it's spousal support, but it works on child-related issues too. If you're trying to figure out, I can't afford a $10,000 Um, elite hockey arrangement for my kid. I can't do it. If you don't have the numbers, if you don't have the math, if you haven't, can't show somebody how you went through and why you can't afford it, then it just sounds like you're bitching about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's how you approach those conversations. And those are the ones that are productive is when people sit down and roll up their sleeves and sharpen their pencils and go, okay, here's what I've got left. I can't do it. Yeah, it, it but makes still it, child support. It's, it's a non-starter on child support, right? Well, and, yeah, exactly. And and from my end, when I when I talk to clients about you know the emotional issues and communications issues around these things, first of all, when it comes to emotional issues, I'm always p- pushing and pointing people towards professional therapists. I'm not, which I'm not. But, but on the communication piece, I say to them, the, f- the first thing when it comes to communication is is educating yourself with what's available for you to garner um, facts. And the first thing you can do is go on, you can go online and access these tables. They're right there. They're on government websites. My goodness. They're on lawyer websites. They're you just Google it and it'll come up. And my support calculator couldn't be simpler. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. My support calculator. Yep. Uh, Google that and, and, and get on there and you can, you can enter all kinds of different scenarios and data and come up with, the, the numbers and it, and it basically will tell you what's what. And, you know, here's the thing about it. The system will almost always follow um, the guidelines. So don't think yeah. that you're better off paying a lawyer and litigating to get to an answer on support because it's really foolish to do that in my view, because the, the judge is going to come back to the same numbers basically that you can see for yourself in 10 minutes on the internet. Yeah. And, and if you're in a situation where, so don't waste your money, you get into the dreaded 40% rule, but if you get into a situation where you're not approaching the kids being with you half the time, there is no discretion. You Mm -hmm. go down the chart, you go across, that's the number. That's, that's the end of the discussion, right? Yeah. Well, wait, you know what? In a future edition, we'll do a a full podcast on the 40% rule. Oh, Lord. because yeah. that's an that's an interesting thing uh and i think there's going to be some changes to that as well but you know change when it comes to <laughs> family law legislation moves like an iceberg i mean it, i think it's also uh, i think it's all the way around people being sensitive to the fact that um probably both spouses are really concerned about how they're going to do this Mm-hmm. Like now that they've split and now that they realize that we've got two households and the same incomes that we had when we were together, now we've got two households to pay for. Right. Sometimes it's a reality check too, right? I think everybody's worried and so many clients are afraid they're going to be, you know, busted living in a, in a, in a dive somewhere. 
And I, and I don't even say that facetiously. So I think that's where the numbers come in. Sure. There's fear. Have to, yeah, absolutely there is. Yeah. Absolutely there is. So they have to sit down and actually take a look at the numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Good advice. Uh, again, what's uh, where should people go on the, the internet to uh, find those uh, numbers? Uh, yep, just go on. I just you Googled my support calculator and um, it'll take you right to it. All right. And how do people get a hold of you if they'd like to make contact? Miller Law and Mediation. And my email is tracy at Miller miller-law.ca all right and uh, if you want some help with um uh choosing uh, a lawyer setting up a criteria to choose a lawyer to choose a therapist to choose a financial expert uh that's what we do at divorce.com we uh teach you better ways clearer ways to communicate across the board with all the professionals and uh and your ex and your own family uh you can reach me jay west at divorce.com.ca And we always like to remind everybody that uh, the information that we present here on Divorce Solutions is just for informational purposes. Uh, You must consult with your own lawyer, your own therapist, your own medical practitioner, your own financial person, uh, because your situation is unique. And so you need that help. And uh, we are not uh, we're not giving out um, advice specific to your situation here on Divorce Solutions. Have I kept us out of court with that? I think I think I have, haven't I? That, that was a good disclaimer. I, I no, hope we... people have to realize every situation is different, and the people are different, right? So it's just not one size fits all. It just isn't. The disclaimer is getting longer and longer and longer every time yeah, we do. You start to sound like these. a lawyer. We've been, we've been doing this too long. Tracy Miller, always a pleasure. Look forward to the next one. Take right. care. Talk to you next time.